Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome back to FLA Exposure. It's probably been mm, a month or so since we've done an episode, and uh, it's nice to be back. Thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Happy New Year to everybody. This episode, episode 137, folks, sponsored by our good friends over at Envisage Sport. Pre-workout coffee, check it out online, uh, envisage.co.uk, available in Canada as well via us. Uh, if you're interested, just get in touch. Um, let's get right into it, folks. Uh, sorry for the little bit of a delay on my end, some technical issues on our end. So thanks for your patience and uh, thanks to our guest coming up, Mr. Wayne Jenkins. Let's get into it right with him, folks. Uh, a guy who's been involved in martial arts here for a long, long time, uh, a black belt in judo, but also involved in the jiu-jitsu scene um, for a long, long time, runs a club in Cape Breton, SOB MMA, but also another judo club as well. Uh, a guy who's put kind of a lot of time into the sport and uh, a guy I don't know very well, which is kind of interesting. I love meeting new people who, especially people who have given a lot to our, uh, our community and kind of given a platform for people like me to, to do what we do. So uh, let's get him on and let's have a quick chat and uh, let's see what we can chat about. All right, Mr. Wayne Jenkins, how are you, buddy? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, how you been? How's things in Cape Breton? Uh, same as we, they're everywhere. They're all dealing with this uh, COVID and trying to train and, you know, keep uh, our mental health all straight and narrow. But it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it is rough, man. It's uh, it's. It's like we were talking off air a little bit about, uh, you know, being in Cape Breton versus anywhere else and you still have to kind of follow the same rules. And I feel that a little bit, too. And it's weird because it's almost like you, if you say one thing, everyone else is like, but we're really lucky because we're not there. And it's like, well, yeah, God, is yeah. that how we're going to justify everything from now on? Well, it's it's every sport. Like somebody young fellow plays hockey. Um, I have two or three kids that could be on the Canada Games team representing Nova Scotia for judo. Uh, there's no tournaments. There's nothing going on. I coach rugby. Has been a rugby in over a year. I mean, there are kids and there are youth. I mean, they're definitely suffering uh, as we all are. But mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's hard. And hopefully, with the vaccines, and everything, we kind of get to some sort of normalcy and hopefully get you guys down here, get that FLA down here in Cape Breton. That's uh, that's a plan of ours, you know. That's something that Justin and I and uh, John and I especially have spoke about. You know, Cape Breton is a strong market, and, and it's one that has never really been utilized. Like, obviously, Roziki and Three Lines do a great job with boxing, okay. but uh, MMA is a whole different beast, and, and I think that we could do a really good job going down there twice a year if possible. Oh, love to have you stay on here. We, I mean, we got quite a few good fighters, often commerce and established. I mean, Highland Invasion, I'm telling you, bring, bring your best game. Ooh, I like that. That's a good yeah. name, man. The Highland Invasion. Ooh, I like that. How'd you get into this game of martial arts, man? Obviously, judo, like you said, that's your background for 18 years. But, you know, much more than that, uh, how did you get into this kind of the mess we call mixed martial arts? Well, I go back about 20 years ago. I mean, uh, dual martial arts, different, uh, like Shotokan, karate, judo, this and that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started off, I took over a judo club for Charlene Oliver, who... Uh, is based out of Halifax now. And uh, I remember I was going to the local weight gym down there. There's a few guys renting out the back room. I seen these guys coming out, going in, and I seen some of their stuff. I said, what's going on back there? Oh, mm -hmm. it's an MMA class. I said, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and back then, you know, you watch UFC, and that were definitely ahead of our time. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I got to see these jokers, right? So I go in. I said, I'll take part in the class. 
And, you know, the instructors were legit and became really good friends. We kind of brought things together. Like, um, nice. we were doing MMA before it was MMA. Like, I brought the judo background. Uh, um, Ryan Turnbull was uh, another instructor. He brought the wrestling background. Wayne O'Connell, Derek Sampson brought in kickboxing, taekwondo. We kind of put everything together and whatever worked, worked. And, yeah. uh, and then start trying promoting people, you know get some fights before there was even amateur you could only fight pro mm. back then which that's a whole other story i can tell you about uh our one of our first pro fighters sure but, uh, yeah go for it man yeah and uh yeah we all came together and uh unfortunately through life changes and things that go on i'm left holding the bag and i'm the sole probably <laughs> I'm, I'm running the show and uh you know they, they come down visit help out when they can but they're yeah. all over now life changes and sure I haven't got the hurt. I'm almost 50. I'll be 50 in the July. And I'm telling you, it's a job you don't get paid for financially. You got to remember, too, where we're from. I'm not saying anything bad yeah. about Cape Breton. Sure, no, but I know what you're saying. I'm but from Pictou. a lot so. of good kids out there were given the opportunity. Uh, and young adults and teenagers, they, it's hockey or nothing down here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at $40 a month to train six nights a week. Two hours a night, I give keys to my students. They can use the facilities, you know. Yeah. When I'm not there, they kind of go on uh, uh, snap and that, say, oh, I'm going down training today. Who wants to come down for some roles? Um, I've seen myself and a lot of the people, like, will buy uh, geese for, I know, people that can't afford rash guards. Make sure they have the equipment on their back, you know, they have mm -hmm. the support. I've seen uh, teenagers that because I worked in corrections for probably nine years as a registered nurse as well. And oh, uh, wow. a lot of these kids could, uh, they fall through the crack. They don't have that guidance and Certainly. you know what? They've come back. And, uh, well, for example, the support, like, uh, I kind of treat the club like a family. Mm -hmm. uh, That's noticeable by the way, too. Oh, we're, we're so close. Uh, anybody's having a hard time. We're there for them. You know, it's, it's all misses two classes. Everybody's <laughs> where you at. Is everything okay? You know? Yeah. But Family, the moment hit, um, I had guys that I taught up to 15 years ago, didn't have to, paying dues that haven't trained in 10 years to make sure our rent was paid and we were still here after the wow. uh, pandemic. That's and, incredible. Know, I love that. Yeah, you don't realize how many lives, you know, you've influenced, you know, through this sport, mm -hmm. and, you know, and big time impact like yeah. 20 years in the sport like the the kids that have went through your programs and that kind of stuff it's it's interesting because i say that all the time the people like don't realize the impact that like even if you're walking on the street you can have an impact on somebody so easily right yeah. and, and in this position like running a club and and being a black belt in judo and, and doing what you do like especially in a small community like you said it's 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 very important no for sure i mean it's hard you know to you know, get the income and keep a club open. I've seen clubs come and go over those 20 years, whether it be judo, so on and so forth. I think we're technically the only MMA club that actually look for uh, uh, cage fights and so on and so yeah. forth. But uh, there's been fighters that have kind of contracted fights out of other gyms, kind of did it themselves, and uh, had gym support, like Zombie Proof. Like, there's great clubs there. There's uh, Ken Peters, Zombie Proof. I think yeah. he's got strictly... Now, don't mark my words on this strictly uh, BJJ now, but great club in Sydney. Um, you know, we got Jimmy Hall and the Whitney Pier, Integrity mm -hmm. Martial Arts, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Krav Maga, uh, 
Taekwondo. Like we got some great support around here. Brian DeGod, he's been doing judo probably when I was in diapers. Wow. <laughs> you know, knows so much. I mean, there's a lot of uh, great things down here, and I find the community down here is great. Like I've had students that have left my club for a five to six year span because at one point in time we did not for gi jiu jitsu. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of uh, wrestling, no gi. Yeah. I said, you're go get the knowledge. Welcome back. When you're ready to come back, bring it back. We're all here. We want, you know, we want what you learn, teach mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like with Liam Campbell. He was at Zombie Proof for years and, and he's really interested in the MMA aspect. He came back and what an asset. Yeah. We, we have some great instructors like uh, mm-hmm. Liam Campbell, Justin McKenzie, Colton Granthouse. Mm-hmm. I remember Colton Granthouse when he couldn't, uh, he couldn't throw a front kick as much as a punch. Yeah, he, he looks trained, good too. Oh, he trained. Uh, he get hit five times just to land one punch. But he's just that Cape Breton mentality. There's yeah. no stop, and he's coming. Yeah, and you know you're in for a fight. He man, he, it's funny because Justin always kind of was bragging him up behind the scenes and saying how talented he was. And I saw him compete before, and then and I saw him at the Kumite, and it was just uh, he put on a really good show. You know, I like. I like, first and foremost, I like athletes who are exciting, but second, I like athletes who are respectable and like just kind of understand the process, right? And, and they're just, they're, they, you know, they understood that. Like it's kind of a, it's not a big production or run here. It's it's pretty kind of, we're doing what we can. Oh, it it's just, you know, it's, that's what we kind of need and, and athletes like that who want to, who want to put it on the line, but also understand like, oh, okay, this is about the greater good here, you know, oh, yeah. when it comes to grappling anyway. Yeah, and called Grant House. I remember him when he's probably about 14, 15, starting judo, hothead. There, you talk uh, about a kid that has some temper issues. So he's so mature now, so respectful. He's evolved. I've seen it from you know, from now to him being a young father. Isn't that wonderful to see? Like yeah. like and, that because a lot of that comes from you. Well, really? You know what? In his mid twenties, almost like he's seen a light go off where he understood the whole martial arts, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. where everything had purpose where he became more methodical step thinking three steps ahead not the here and now you know he put the time in with the boxing got you know he had quite a few fights in the boxing ring yeah uh, mm-hmm. jujitsu tours he could still walk in ice and do a judo tournament after not doing judo in three years i think he could probably clean his bracket like he's, an, he's a great athlete and he puts mm-hmm. the time in and it shows mm-hmm. as do a lot of them like i said they're i've never had a bunch like this over the 20 years that uh they want to train six nights a week. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like you know, like I look at my club under Jared and, and Rorson and in Picto, and in we're we're not we're a jujitsu club now too. The, you know, they're we're talking like fifteen years ago when these guys were fighting MMA, right? And now we're in our forties, and it's it's to get that club when you get everybody who's like in that twenty to thirty range, and they're all hungry together is is a special thing, you know. And not a lot so of people, great. you know. I mean, we may not be in the same situation. Uh, we may not be in the same situation three years from now. Like yeah. I find it goes in waves. Like you have a great crew, and hopefully they stick around. But you know, people travel for work. Uh, things in their lives change. Sure. You know, they just don't have the time for it anymore. And you know what? Uh, being a small club, and you know, you're paying your rent and that, and trying to keep the doors open. Uh, it, it's scary as a club, but I mean, you do affect a lot of lives. But just to be there year to year provide that service mm-hmm. you know. it's huge. my uh my little fellow will take over for me or justin colton liam somebody because you know 
I'm getting old and tired. Yeah. Well, I'm 40, man. And I, and I feel it too. Sometimes when I train, I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't know. Like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I want to go, but I love the camaraderie. I don't necessarily know if I want to roll six days a week or I only roll probably like three now, you know? So it's like, uh, I'd rather go and hang out maybe, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think we, uh, people like us were before our times, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it was the way it is now and I was in my twenties again, I'd be right in there. Now I'm just mm-hmm. quite content passing on the knowledge I have. My yeah. mind, I have the knowledge, my body, keeping up with those young guys. That's another story. It's super hard, that's for yeah, sure. It is. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's uh, a lot of them they're they're jamming that pre workout, you know, before they get in there and they're raring to go like big lions and oh <laughs> hyenas, I guess we'll call them. Jeez, I take a heart attack. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your young guy. You you mentioned that, and uh, your young guy. He I don't know how he'd be like 13, 14 now. I guess he would be. Yeah, he's fourteen years old. Uh, so he did a... judo since he was four years old. I have pictures of him. My you know he's just his feet are dangling off my knees. He's just so small. Yeah. And he's still. Uh, is he getting in the the club at all? Still well, doing judo, but he's twice a week doing his judo, and. Uh, I try to get him down for the MMA stuff because, you know, the boys love him that. Yeah. Really, right now, he's not so much interested. He's more interested in online playing Siege and mm-hmm. going out and hanging with his buddies. Sure. I, I keep telling him, buddy, you have no idea. When you turn 17, 18, the resources you have in front of you, yeah. you should be down there. Of course, mm-hmm. it's his dad wanting him down there training. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I'll get him down there, you know, using, you know, hands and that. And, like, everything at a certain age. Because even in judo, uh, like chokes don't start till U16 and then arm bars at U18. You don't want them in the schoolyard. You know, he's very yeah. respectful. He's not a bully by mm-hmm. any means. But uh, really, you got to be careful. Like, because I have parents say, uh, my young fellow's being bullied. Can you train him? And mm. well, yeah, you got to be careful with class, that. You check the maturity level. Are they able to understand, like, how serious a lot of these moves are and they're not to be done at home mm-hmm. on your sister or yeah that's, that's a very, a very good recess. point so, that's a really good point a lot of responsibility on our part on who we train and and like i said i have a zero bullying uh policy and that goes to my adult mma class so i hear you know some boneheads and that yeah they're, they're done they're yeah. done a lot of times if something comes up you know you discuss with them there might be something going on at the time you tell them our stance on it but uh yeah, we, we don't tolerate. And um, your club's probably the same way. You'll get new members. You'll get these guys come off the street. Yeah. And they're going to roll everybody. Yeah. There's just street fighters. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, say, man. After a class or so with Justin and Colt and Liam, guys like that, they're humbled real quick. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they make the decision, is this what they want to do? And if so, leave the ego at the door, open mm-hmm. your mind and learn, or yeah, go back oh. to – Back to the street there, wherever yeah. you came from. I know I get a kick out of that because I get those messages too, and I get a lot of people like emailing like videos of themselves hitting the bag or whatever they're doing, oh, and I'm Jesus. like, "Fuck!" Like this is 2021 now, I guess, and it's yeah. like, like, just go to a club, go. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you rather? I always am interested because, like, why wouldn't you rather get humbled in a club than in front of like 1,500 people, oh. right? Like, but some people are just. They're gamers, I guess, right? And yep. but I, I couldn't agree with you more. For anybody who's out there and, and is interested, if you're not training with a club, find your nearest club, MMA club, jiu-jitsu club, boxing, kickboxing, whatever it happens to be, wrestling, judo, 
whatever it happens to be, find it and and join a team, man, and uh, and learn from people like Wayne because it's only going to benefit you for sure. Yeah. Well, I was uh, talking about you guys. Hopefully, hopefully coming down to Cape Breton when this COVID stuff's over. But I think the last time we had uh, any kind of cage fight, once and only, was two thousand nine. It was wow. ECC. It was oh, at New University. Nice. And they saw it, they did well. It was uh, pretty packed, and then we haven't seen it since. But like hmm. that's back in two thousand nine. Yeah, it was the last time anything in Cape Breton cage related MMA. Well, spread the word, Cape Breton. Well, 20, you get some Cape Breton players on there. We'll pack her. Hey, well, the thing is, like, it's with us. It's we're trying to build, like we did with jujitsu. I'm trying to build a scene here again, like where build up and coming fighters, amateur fighters, where they can kind of get three and four fights before they go pro here and then maybe get a couple fights here pro and move on to a bigger organization or whatever it happens to be but amateur like there's a lot of talented kids so like your gym you you probably have 10 8 to 10 people who would fight on that card oh, you know well, like right now like i say well of course you got Justin McKenzie mm-hmm. you have Liam Campbell Colt Granthouse uh, Brett Strong he fought in no yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman punch at the guy in the ground DQ but anyway yeah um you got uh, Jordan McGinnis, we call him PK. Uh, Lucas Hammond, young, young yeah, man yeah. that's up and coming. Oh, we got, we got quit in Bay Boy when, when you track. Oh, him yeah, down, that's like, right. He's yeah. always game to hop in there. You know, we, we have quite a few. How's his legs? You know, that they're the ones I would back at this point that I would feel comfortable yeah. getting a fight for. And there, but there's a lot of, you know, guys that uh, have potential for sure. Any females? Um, currently not right now. We have a lot to like, well, we have a few that like to come down to the boxing class and get in shape yeah. and stuff, but not any for the cage. Currently. Okay. We're always looking for any females that are listening out there. If anybody knows females that are looking to compete, you know, it's, oh, well, it's important. Told, I have a, a female, I'm not going to drop her name right now, but yeah. because the restrictions out West, she's home and training with us for the last uh, few weeks. And there's a strong chance if the restrictions don't change though, she's with us. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she messed cage fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like on a good show because I think the boys on my club took her lately a few times doing it. <laughs> her fifty percent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's training at a super high level out oh, there, so sure. you know, there's. It's funny, man. I always I get a kick out of this whole sport and the levels of it like because you talk to people and they're like, "Oh, you're a black belt or whatever," and I'm like, "Like, I'm just a regular guy who does like in." Yeah. To, to them like they think you're like oh what i thought when i was you know just getting into the sport right but then i could roll with the guy and it could be any level but especially another black belt from another club and literally get smashed the entire time and not like look like i never did jujitsu or grappled in my life yeah. and or a purple belt or a brown belt or a blue belt or anything like it's just an amazing sport that way where any like if and if you can't take that if you can't take that humble like oh you're gonna there's gonna also be different styles some complement each other others just and you got to be so versatile you know what i mean like that's what I like with these young guys it's not working standing up they gotta you know nobody's phenomenal or anything but they're well yeah at everything like they mm-hmm. they can hold their own and take the game wherever so yeah it's important a lot you know, i'm a i'm a you know obviously a jiu-jitsu guy so or in judo jiu-jitsu it's it's pretty similar we come from kind of the same family and yeah you know, taking it to the floor. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like good judo and MMA. I like good jujitsu. So, um, quick couple questions, man. Like men- mentors for you, 
Um, you know, we, we spoke about Brian and um, other people, you know, in your judo career. Who, who's kind of people that have been, you know, very important in not only molding you as, as a coach and instructor and what you've kind of given back, but also your career, uh, you know, and gotten you to black belt? Uh, like you said, Brian Degas, wealth knowledge, Charlene Oliver. Um, she used to run Hashigan and Reserve Mines. Actually, it was a funny story. Um, I hadn't done judo since I was 13. Then I was in my mid-20s, and a club was opening up Reserve, so I brought my daughter there. She lasted a month. Here I am 20 years later. <laughs> wow. And I'm running incredible. the club. So, and then. Uh, Meant to be. Yeah. Um, Tommy Gordon, a well-known boxer in Florence. Like I did a lot of boxing in my uh, teen years. I was in the military. So when I was home, you know, a little bit of boxing and that. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and just picking up stuff through the years. And, and the biggest, the, where I am now is just my, my buddies, Wayne O'Connell, Derek Sants, and, uh, Ryan Turnbull, uh, all those guys, the ones that really brought me and got me really interested in the whole MMA aspect mm -hmm. of everything. And just picking their minds and vice versa, me sharing my knowledge with them to get us where we are today. Like the community, you know, huge, yeah. huge. The, the community is huge. It's, I agree. It's that, and it's funny because I'm, I'm not aware of some of those names. And that's what I love about this because, yeah. People like people say they're like, oh, this FLA. I'm like, man, like we we're nobody. Like this has been going on for so long, and the people that have been kind of molded and putting their bodies on the line to get it to this point, even like like Peter Peter Martel, like these ECC events. Yeah. Like man, like I don't know how many Peter put on, like 25 maybe or something. Like there's a lot of people who've been doing this sport a long time in the East Coast, and it's a, it's it's nice to have it kind of flourishing back again. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, like. I'm finding more so now, especially with the jujitsu scene and that, mm -hmm. the community as a whole. Uh, I mean, being in Cape Breton, I was just focused on my fighters, this and that. You could name off guys you think are the grail of, you know, getting us. I wouldn't probably know who they are. They mm -hmm. probably wouldn't know who I am, you know, mm -hmm. because you're so focused on your region, your fighters, your club, trying to survive this and that. Unless yeah. the fight came up, that's the only time I do any kind of background this that looking in on anybody right because yeah. five hour drive for us to go up there like i remember we went up there yeah. with ray ray had a hoist gracie in one time and me and a few a few of the guys went up for that or we go up with uh henzo was just yeah. recently you know it's like a seven hour, hour drive, drive and a place to stay and drive mm -hmm. back and you know yeah. nobody comes to cape breton for for shit. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. Like Jimmy, I know Jimmy's done a couple tournaments down there and, and that and like obviously you have Kent there, he does some seminars and stuff, but that's why we want to go back to Cape Breton. Like you said, man, like uh, like Kent's certainly done lots of driving and uh your guys like you came to the Kumite and lots of people have done tons of driving and I think Cape Breton's do. Like no there's no question about it and whether it's uh, you know, the we were talking about a couple different venues, you know, and, and I think it, I think it'd be really good. We'd like to do a show there at least once or twice a year if we could oh, for great. sure. Great. So Cape Breton deserves it. No question about it. I, I was going to tell you, well, there's Ray chiming in Ray McKinnon, Mr. Ray, Ray McKinnon. Voice Gracie there yeah. that time we were up. Great instructor. I wish oh, I had, great guy. Uh, him down sure. here. Um, yeah. I'll tell you a story. Uh, going back to 2007, there's no amateur. It was king of the cage. Mm. It was supremacy. We had a fighter. First fight we we actually got. His name was Neil Walsh. 
So his first fight, he goes up there. The night of, they says, your fighter's backed out. He can't fight, but we have a substitute. His name is Vertin uh, Pornick. Are you interested? Neil says, he phones us. Yeah, I took this fight. What the hell? Guy's like, I think it was like the Iranian kickboxing champ or something no. like that. His record, like he was. So we get up there for the fight. And uh, <laughs> Neil gets in there. It was the bloodiest King of the Cage match ever. You, you can't find the video. Two rounds, and literally, we we're going in and we're slipping on the blood. He, oh, he got that bad of it, but he wouldn't stop. And Pornick was getting tired, and Neil was coming and coming. The doctor stopped the fight. The beginning of that fight, people were booing Neil. This, that, being from Cape Breton. By the end, the fighters were out of the locker room, lined up. To meet him. <laughs> they chant his name. They were cheering him on. He came out to support because the something you couldn't train was hurt. This yeah. guy kept coming. I poured it. Well, I'm surprised his legs were black and blue from the kicks he was landing. But I'm telling you, you talk about hurt. And I remember reading the newspaper the next day, and they're saying, "Oh, uh, Pornick." I said, "Mine and my, uh, pardon my French." But I said, "Pornick, what about poor fucking Neil?" Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Said, <laughs> I said, "We had him. He's like the elephant man in the back seat of the truck. We, you know, don't go to sleep, buddy. We'll get you." Like, oh what shit, what a fight! But that's the only option you had was pro. And, there's no yeah. answer. There's no word going up against right an champ. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of complain about the rules here in Nova Scotia. And I was one of them at first, but the more I looked at it, you know, I was like, you know what? Because <laughs> it's for your first three fights, there's no striking on the ground. Yes. So I think maybe two fights, it could be even yeah. one fight, maybe even one fight, but two fights, it, it's three fights, and then you can strike on the ground and, you know, but it's good for jujitsu. It's good for grapplers, anybody like that. But I don't know. But you know, exactly, when you're, I don't know if it'll change. But it is about good about safety, right? But if you're going to New Brunswick and you're fighting, or somewhere else, and they don't have the same rules, it's hard to make that transition. When you're yeah. fighting to end a fight, when you knock somebody down to go in for that kill and that ground mm -hmm. and pound, like that's what happened to our, uh, our my student there, Brett Strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got DQ. Fighting yeah. wrestler, Superman punch. Guy was down his back, then he jumped in for the kill. It was just a little light tap. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. That yeah. was the second morning, DQ. Yeah. You know. That switch, that quick second, like, had. And, it, and also, the thing I don't like about it is, is it kind of like, it's like you said, because a lot of our sport, like, is muscle memory, training, 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 training. And in that muscle memory, if you're, if you, if you forget, well, don't, but if you're training for three fights to, you know, take someone down and, and you can't strike. It's you can strike a strike to the body, but it's. I know what yeah. you're saying, man. It's it's a yeah. and it's it's a hard thing to kind of well, fight or flight instinct. Like this yeah, is what you're training to do, and then all of a sudden you gotta put the brakes on with the adrenaline's rushing, the crowds. Yeah, there, and, is oh, Brett Strong well. still training? I hear that guy's went AWOL. <laughs> I don't know if he, he's he's if he's got a new girlfriend or. Uh -oh. is, is the summers run a little bit long, but he'll be back there. We'll get him back there. We're calling you right strong. He's a freak. He's a get freak. back in the gym, buddy. We want to see a fight. Yeah, we'll get Come him on. back. Yeah, he's one of those guys that looks like he has abs without trying. Oh, hate, I, I hate those people. Three years in rugby and, you know, good kid. Yeah. You know, yeah, good he looks head like on a shoulders. Freak athlete. Yeah. Now, that's what it's about, man. Like, everybody, I, I got to say, everybody – 
I've dealt with from under you guys, super respectful. And I love that, man. I, I think it's uh, Justin himself has been awesome, like all about help and Liam too. Um, that's what it's about. Like we're a small community out here and the more help we can get kind of to build our brand and, and support one another, I think is so important. So thank you for kind of spreading that vibe. Um, so uh, one, you know, one quick, uh, like two, I guess, uh, questions for you before we go. Um, what do you think about the state of the world right now? Like, what do you think is, is going on? You have, well, what can you look like? I don't have any goddamn answers. I just stopped watching the news. Yeah. I, was, I watched it for four years because I feel I watched a lot of American politics. I just kind of yeah. entertaining with Donald Trump and that. And now whatever's going on now, people tell me, I mean, I ain't pay attention. I'm too wrapped up in, like I said, I, I work in healthcare. And actually the organization I work for, I'm the regional um, uh delegate for infection control and dealing a lot of oh, stuff wow. with uh, COVID. So, and then my own family stuff. So I haven't, you know, I just know everybody's running this uh, COVID fatigue. I, that's all I can call it. Yeah. Like yeah. people are just so dumb with it. And, uh, but I think masks are going to be around for a long time to come. Uh, I, you know, everybody's worried, you know, you get these vaccines out there, not true and tested, you know, but they want to get them out there. Um, what's coming down the tube and what's the, what's the illness going to be next year? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's that's my concern, like working in healthcare and, and keeping the doors open and, and keeping the, keeping the members and being here and, but yet being safe while doing it. Right. And having mm -hmm. all that, you know, um, the hand sanitizing, wiping the mask and what you do anyway. But, uh, you know, they bring in that social distancing again. Well, there goes any contact. So it's shadow yeah. boxing, I guess. Which is about as fun as not training. As do any club owner out there right now. I'm sure that's probably on their mind. Like just, yeah. especially up in Halifax, you get try to get a half decent space up there for an affordable price, and then all of a sudden yeah. told you can't train or have no income coming in. That's the thing, man. Like in in these big cities, like you know, I'm from Picto, and like that's my where I you know, but Halifax Jiu Jitsu is where I train in the city, and it's crazy like to think like the bigger cities like you look at manhattan and these big cities like it's just it's it's really bad for a lot of clubs like big world-renowned clubs that are just shutting down you look at the donaher guys they just moved to puerto rico permanently like it's hard to say like even the rules have changed since we did that kumite event so they changed it from for now all amateur or professional events cannot be you know so they obviously they pay attention and they're watching and saying yeah. no you can't like and but meanwhile, it fucking drives me nuts how you can go to Costco or the liquor store is absolutely packed. And I went, I went to the liquor store, uh, like a week ago, like a week ago, and the liquor store was like packed, like crazy packed. Yeah. And I just went before that. I went to a place called Vessel Meat, which is like a little small butcher, uh, like this girl produces or not like all kinds of meat blah 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 and she a young girl kind of does her own thing really really uh good small business following the rules only one person allowed in at a time meanwhile you go to the liquor store completely packed and i'm like how come it's like this in here i asked one of the employees he's like we've all said it but the manager doesn't care it's they all don't the money they don't care they won't follow the rules so uh, mom pops shop shut down walmart stays open you got her man yeah hey you know what my 14 year old ask me a question like because their hockey season's in question because even though we're doing good here in cape breton it's hockey in Nova scotia so he said dad uh there's 15 on each team and you're allowed two parents per player 
He goes, that's not actually a lot in the big auditorium, but yet I'm expected to go back to school Monday and walk <laughs> the halls with how many hundred kids? Yep. I that's said, a thing. Like... There's no rationale. I don't know. I don't no. have to tell you. I said, you hit the nail right on the head, you know, and the rules change week to week, month to month. We're doing the best we can. You know, mm -hmm. I understand that, but you know, it's, it's frustrating. You know, mm -hmm. it's, like I said, COVID fatigue, people are, yeah. you know, it's we just keep thing, doing what we're doing and, yeah, hopefully we get through it. You know, that's it. You know, it's as frustrating as you just got to keep positive and keep pushing through, man. Because you know, who knows with this vaccine? But hopefully, it's a light at the end of the tunnel, and hopefully, we can get to Cape Breton. We're we're booked for March twenty sixth for an event at the Rec and Truro. Uh, chances are that's probably not going to happen, but who knows? We're we're booked and, and telling all the athletes that uh, are interested that we we're looking to get kind of fights for for the first or second event. We're you know, the, we'd like to start them kind of get medicals. And, and if it's not March, it might be April, it might be May, it might be summer, who knows. But as soon as it happens, I can guarantee one thing, we're going to be doing four events in 2021. So if it happens every four weeks, it has to happen every four weeks. That's what we're going to do. And I'll tell you this, the boys down here are SOB strong. They're training six days a week as if the fight's next week. Nice. Like they're, they're ready to go. Trust me. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we get going, any quick advice for anybody, you know, like we've been talking about a little bit more COVID fatigue, how can they keep getting through it for somebody working in healthcare and, you know, training is so important, but any other advice for anybody kind of dealing with that? You know, I just follow the rules as frustrating as some people may find it, wear your mask, person, you know, social distancing, you know, public uh, wash and washing. So key, trust me, it's more important than, you know, yeah. And uh, just be aware, you know, like, and look at the light of them tunnel. Like, I'm still playing as if we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting bogged down by this mentally, you know, even though, you know, at times it's because sure. I'm always working with it, work related. Yeah. But uh, I'm focusing on the, the the big prize at the end, mm -hmm. and you know, and providing service, you know, getting, getting those kids down there training, getting those adults down there training. You know, that's kind of what i'm focused on and awesome you know, positive things health. things you can control yeah right? yeah, yeah. You, you can't control this stuff so yeah. control what you can and hopefully everything else plays out right that's that's all we can do mm -hmm. and support yeah. each other be good to each other right yeah that's it man very well said from somebody in the community who's been doing great things for a long time man so keep it up keep representing the cape Breton community in, in nova scotia very well and uh Hopefully, uh, we'll be chatting very soon about a couple of your fighters competing on FLA 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, can't wait, <laughs> man. Thanks a lot. Of course. No, thanks again, man. Appreciate you joining us. And there you have it, folks. Mr. Wayne Jenkins. Check them out. SOB MMA on uh, Instagram, online. Get down there. Check them out. What's the exact address? How can they get a hold of you guys? Uh, 219 Commercial Street, Glace Bay. Good luck driving around Glace Bay. One-way street. Got to come around the back of the building. All right, perfect. Yeah, we're in the dungeon, and uh, you can get a hold of us. Like we have a sob, it's called sob current on Facebook. Just add yourself there, drop us a message. Uh, Justin runs our uh, Instagram. Yeah, um, there's social media out there. You'll track us down. Look me up, Wayne Jenkins on Facebook. Send me a message. If you need any information, or you just stay on this way, drop in. Perfect. Um, that's what yep. it's about, man. Learning from every angle. Awesome, buddy. You take care of yourself. Stay safe. And thanks uh, for doing what you're doing on the front lines, man. And uh, yeah, best of luck. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, buddy. There you have it, folks. Wayne Jenkins.
another great uh, episode. Love chat with people who have so much experience in this industry and, uh, you know, have been putting it together for a long, long time. Wayne is a guy that I've kind of just met in the last year or so. So it's uh, it's nice to always kind of sit down and chat with new people and, and learn. So anyway, folks, uh, again, this episode brought to you by our friends at Amazage Sport pre-workout coffee uh, available right there behind me as well as our good friends at Maritime Madness. This is a delicious hot sauce I just tried the other day, actually. Uh, MaritimeMadness.com, use the code FLA10. Uh, you'll save 10% and get free shipping in Canada over 35 bucks, but it's bacon-flavored uh, hot sauce. Fucking real good. Uh, sorry for swearing, mom. Uh, as well, tomorrow or the next day or so, uh, we're going to be doing a little auction uh, for some autographed gloves by uh, Gavin Tucker and Chris Kalaitis. And uh, yeah, a couple other things we're going to throw in there. We got an hour uh, facial massage stretch therapy. I probably said those words wrong uh, and definitely in the wrong order. But uh, we got that. We have some other products from our uh, from our sponsor. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, a nice set of autographed gloves from our buddy Gavin Tucker and Chris Kalaitis. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's nice to be back. First time in a while. Uh, Still sick of COVID is what it is. Keep pushing forward, folks. Be kind. Be good to one another. We'll see you soon. One love.